Listener Production. Why did last night's US inflation report barely impact our share market? And why was Star Entertainment today's best performer? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 11th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Happy Friday, Stevie. Happy Friday, Laura. I beat you to it today. We've made it. We had, you know, a nice little three-day winning streak. We did. On the Aussie share market, which we were enjoying. We spoke about every day as it was building <laughs> and becoming more and more impressive. And today completely ended that. Not uh, with a big loss, but still. Our share market still did reasonably well this week, right? Yeah, we did lift by a fifth of 1%. Today was the worst day of the week, so, but still we only fell by about a quarter of 1%. That's down 17 points to 7,340. As you mentioned, we did put an end to the three-day winning streak, which we were very excited about. I'm pretty sure I got a little bit annoyed this morning when I saw the market was down again. I had a little bit of a rant to you. I'm like, I'm so sick of this. Yeah, I know. You should not um, <laughs> link your happiness and joy levels with what happens on markets because you will so have invested. a very volatile life, my friend. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it will be a roller coaster if this continues. But look, it's interesting that last night we had US share markets doing okay. Uh, not huge not, movements, not really. Great, though, but considering, you know, we're holding our breath all mm-hmm. week. So are US markets waiting for that inflation figure to come out last night. Pretty underwhelming reaction. Yeah, this was the key event of the week globally, just to see, you know, what inflation's doing in the United States. Each time we get a major economy coming out with their numbers could be very important for interest rates. I think one of the reasons why markets didn't really move is there were pretty much no surprises in these key numbers that were pretty much in line with expectations, positive signs that inflation still, for the most part, heading in the right direction, especially core inflation, which is the one that central banks look at most closely because it doesn't include the really volatile things like food and energy. So I think this just basically showed that, you know, things are looking okay and nothing has really changed. There was about a 90% chance that rates would be on hold in the US next month yesterday and today the chances are pretty much exactly the same. Exactly right. So we didn't see much of a reaction, which I didn't quite expect, even though it did come in in line with expectations. I still thought people would be a little bit happier about Mm. it, but unfortunately not, which means our market started the day on a negative note and actually got worse over the course of the day, which is a bit different than what we've seen other days this week where we sort of started the day off on a negative note, but we managed to lift over the afternoon. So a bit of a reverse reaction today. In terms of sector performance, we only saw two of the 11 sectors ending higher. Consumer staples was one of them, and that was mainly due to Star Entertainment. We also saw healthcare up as well, but they've had a bit of a rough patch lately anyway, so they're sort of coming off those lows. Energy was the worst performing sector today, though. It was down around 2%, and that's mostly due to, to falling oil prices last night. Yeah, exactly. And over the week, I mean, quite a bit has happened. Obviously, we were waiting for inflation, but heading into that, we had a few things happening, right? Well, basically, everyone was holding their breaths waiting for that to to come through. It was quite a cautious start to the week. We're waiting for the second half of the week, the meaty part of the week, you might say. We also had Moody's bank rating cuts on Tuesday night over in the U.S., We had Australian profit results on Wednesday, notably CBA, which did pretty well, and that buoyed sort of the whole market there on Wednesday. A few quiet nights on Wall Street as well. Inflation data, of course, last night. Overall, 
And in summary, I think just a cautious week, I would call it. It was. And of course, um, on Monday, we had that New South Wales bank holiday, which kept the volumes very light and roughly 100 US companies out with their results, some stocks like Disney, for example, but really overall didn't have the same magnitude of, of stock like Apple and Amazon that we've had in prior weeks that really, you know, had the ability to move markets globally. So Kind of a nothing week as far as share yeah. movements are concerned, but there'll be quite a bit to watch next week, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, let's look at some stocks. Before we get there, though, yep. just looking at sector performance over the week. So we had six sectors managing to lift. The best was consumer discretionary. Again, that was mostly due to the gains that we saw from Star today. The worst performer, though, was Tech. It was down 1.6% over the course of the week. But again, they're coming off a high base. They've performed very, very strongly yeah. in recent times. Of course, that's leading from the US, which has had, you know, the the AI craze, you might call it. Yeah. So they've performed very well. They're actually up around 30% this year so far. That's the tech sector. They're the best performing sector by far. The next best in context was consumer discretionary. They're only up around 14% so far yeah. this year. So Big jump between the two. Yeah, nowhere near. I mean, last year we had some pretty sizable declines from tech, so I guess mm-hmm. there's been a bit of a bounce back from that. But there are stocks like WiseTech and Zero. They're up like 50%, 60% since the start of this year, heading into this reporting season, so some massive moves. Just but, before we get into individual yeah. stocks today, we also did have the RBA speech mm. this morning, which we talked about last night. That was at 9.30 this morning. I guess the main takeaways, there wasn't that much. Basically, the RBA is maintaining a tightening bias, They've made progress, but still got a long way to go. Of course, we're still not at that 2 to 3% target range. And that was also the RBA governor's last speech before he leaves. Yes, I wonder how he feels about that. But the expectations, sweet, probably, the expectations for a rate hike, just for those interested, this is next month's meeting in September, is about a 7% chance of a rate hike at the moment based on what markets are currently pricing in. Over the coming weeks, all the way through to the end of the month, there'll be a number of updates that could change those chances a little. But for the time being, same way that in the, in the United States, it doesn't seem like they're going to be lifting rates or very few in markets expect that to happen. Seems kind of be a similar um, situation here in Australia as well. So Star Entertainment today, that was the standout. It shares lifted 18%. It was the best performer on the ASX 200. They were up even more than 18% earlier in the session, north of 20%. I think around 24% was was the highest that it got to. And this was after providing an update saying they've reached an agreement with the New South Wales government to amend casino duty rates. And that's basically an attempt to boost its Sydney casino. Just to provide context around this, this was there was meant to be a tax increase on gaming revenue from the 1st of July this year. And that would have put a lot of strain on its casino and would put about 4,000 jobs of its Sydney employees on the line. It was delayed because basically Star disputed it. Now today, the deal they've come to will involve a more transitional plan to create a more sustainable path, they say. Still, though, the additional tax will be around $10 million in the next financial year, or FY24, well, this financial year, actually. Yeah. And, and Star shares are down around 35% so far this year. They've been having a pretty rough time over the past few years, actually. So putting that in context of today's lift as well. Yeah, I'm heading in the other direction today was baby bunting, which was down roughly 2%. Now it released some uh, results today for the year. Revenues up 3%. Profits fell quite significantly by about 50% to roughly $10 million. And usually when we think of like a baby goods retailer, which baby bunting is, it's not the first place that people would cut back on their spending, right? You're more likely to buy a cot or a pram 
than a 65 inch TV generally. Probably. Right? If, if you have Although a child. if you spoke to some blokes, it might be the opposite, right? <laughs> they might say, do we need that pram? I can find it on Facebook Marketplace for $10 secondhand. Maybe I can buy this TV. Pretty good deal. Yeah, maybe we should do it. But anyway, at the end of the day, we still are seeing that some parents have become more cautious with their spending and they're, they're reining, reining that in a bit. The interesting thing about baby bunting is even though it fell today, last Tuesday, it rose 21% when it basically said that things might be a little better. So it's had a bit of a volatile run. I think a reason why baby bunting also fell today is about 2024. It said that um, it's not going to be providing its guidance for the year because there's too much uncertainty. And it's also noticed that over the past six weeks, sales have slowed a bit more. So it's just something to be aware of. And I think, as we know, markets are very forward looking. So they're mostly focusing on what's happening into this new financial year, Mm -hmm. which they said it's been declining and also not providing guidance is probably not a great sign either. So that's probably why we saw its shares falling today. Also, Nick Scarly released its full year results today, which saw its shares among the best performers on the all odds. So the top 500 stocks listed on the ASX, its shares soared around 13.3%. They posted a record net profit of $101 million. That's up 26% from the prior year. It also declared a $0.35 cent dividend for the full year. That's in line with the same time last year. But if we look at the full year, it's up because in the mid-year, its dividend was bigger. Its results were driven by an increase in deliveries, a reduction in order backlogs, returning to pre-COVID levels, and the margin improvement for Plus, which Nick Scully acquired back in November 2021, its share price hit its highest level since around the beginning of February today. And REA Group was another out with its results. This is the group behind realestate.com.au, so the largest property classifieds website in Australia ahead of domain. Very few surprises here, which is a reason why the shares were completely flat. So revenues up 1%, profits fell 9%. The dividend for the year overall was down about 4%. And really what it came down to is there are fewer properties going up for sale. So to give you an idea over the year, nationally, there's been a 12% drop in properties going up for sale or listings, 15% drop in Melbourne, 18% fall in Sydney. And the outlook was broadly in line with what it said already in prior comments. So not much movement at all. I just wanted to mention Lake Resources as well. So we talked about them yesterday because they were the best performer. They were up over 27% yesterday. Today, the opposite again. They were the worst. They were down 7%. And that's after losses earlier this week as well. So over the week, its shares were down around 9.3%. This stock has been pretty volatile and hasn't been doing that great lately. Its shares are down around 75% so far this year. Newcrest Mining, the largest gold miner in Australia, also releasing some figures. So the amount of gold it's produced up 8%, revenues up 7 but costs were up 5 and it's not earning, um, well, there's no increase in how much it received for each ounce of gold it sold and copper prices have gone backwards 14%. So uh, a mixed result overall, um, profits did drop back a little, but it is paying out if we look at the whole year. Uh, its largest dividend ever, basically the same that it paid back um, in 2021. Looking ahead to tonight, we have a couple of things coming out of the US. We have producer prices over the month of July. So, of course, last night we had consumer prices. Tonight will be producer prices. We'll also get consumer confidence. Looking ahead to next week, we'll just talk about some of the main highlights. We'll get into the nitty gritty on Monday, though. Um, So we have RBA minutes coming out from their last meeting when they kept rates on hold for the second time. 
guess there shouldn't be too many surprises there. Potentially, we'll see what happens out of that. We have the wage price index, household spending, jobs figures will probably be the big one on Thursday. Yeah, I think as far as the RBA is concerned, um, how close they were perhaps to lifting interest rates will be something that will be looked in the RBA minutes. But those wages data, uh, the update on wages, that's on Tuesday and jobs on Thursday, they're going to be two of the many indicators that we're going to will play a part to what happens in rates um, next week. But then also um, next month, sorry. And then also we've earnings. got a, quite a few earnings, right? Yeah, we um, do have quite a few. Things really ramp up next week. So next yes. week, the next two weeks, the busiest of the year for the number of companies that will release annual profit results. So could certainly be a risk for markets, one to watch. Exactly right. And then overseas next week, I guess the highlight will be retail sales coming out of the US on Tuesday night. We have US earnings winding down now, though, now that Aussie earnings are ramping up. We also have the big China data dump coming out on Tuesday. I guess if it's disappointing again, we'll hope to be maybe seeing some stimulus from the Chinese government. Yeah, that's interesting to see how markets respond to this, because on the one hand, the weaker it is, it shows that China's not doing well. But mm. also really disappointing data could be a sign that China, the Chinese government might yeah. step in and do something about it. They might not do enough, but mm. um, we'll see how markets respond. Certainly is one of the potential movers. As far as the stocks that could be or are expected to release results next week, CSL will be one of them, Cochlear, Temple and Webster. Uh, Endeavor Group, Telstra. There's going to be a, a lot that uh, will There's be out with results, and we'll have plenty of coverage on this, so you can check it out on on Twitter. We'll be talking about it as well. Instagram, mm-hmm. get a video on a couple of them as well on our website. Yep, yeah. and on YouTube. Hmm. So make sure you stay tuned for that. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't on this podcast, please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Anything else you'd like to hear? Anything we're missing? Anything we're doing great? We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Have a lovely weekend. We'll catch you here Monday morning. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.